0: You're listening to Cards to the Moon, a podcast about trading cards from both a collector and investor perspective. We hope you'll stick around for the ride as we take a deep dive into the state of the hobby, share some hot takes, hopefully some useful advice and fun stories along the way. Hey guys, welcome to Cards to the Moon. This is episode 68. My name is Clark. From Five Card Guys on Instagram, and with me as always is Hyung of Integrity Sports Cards, and John who is Trade You at Recess. Okay, so off the top, I'm sure you guys saw this on someone's Instagram feed. Well, John, I think you sent it to us in our chat group initially, but there was that dual auto card from the Tops Definitive set of Randy Erosarena and Austin Meadows. And if you look at the autographs on the <laughs> dual auto card. It doesn't match the autographs by either player (laughs) if you compare their respective autos on different cards like their Bowman Chrome or Topps Chrome. Mm -hmm. Plus, the fake autographs on the dual card seems to be signed by the same person. It looks exactly similar. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. the penmanship is like exactly the same. Yeah, right? Yeah. (laughs) So just a couple of days ago, Topps sent out a release acknowledging the autos were fake, but they didn't really explain what happened. So first... What did you guys think of this whole situation and two what do you think happened? Man, it's it's tough to
1: say. There's it's like the the story that you know we'll never know, I guess. You know. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot of uh, I guess theories out there like employees for instance. Mm. You know, stuff like Maybe. that, but I don't know. Who knows? It's 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 crazy that it got past like quality control. Yeah, yeah like that's crazy. That's something, especially in, in that type of product, like that's super high end. You, you know, people are paying 2000 bucks a box.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
2: It just shows how rushed these these companies are pushing this product out. It just shows the quality. Mm-hmm. The quality control is not there because they're like literally rushing everything out the door, right? So no one has time to make sure if, you know, I'm sure they would look at a Wanda Franco auto, but. You know, some yeah. slightly lesser-known or, or lesser popular players, uh, they they probably just literally package it up and send it out. So,
0: I mean, I don't understand why why they would do that. Yeah. Like, and and I think I saw in another post that Platinum Card breaks also got a card right, of a that duplicate. dual auto. Yeah, and it was the same thing. So, so, so is it did all it to, 50 cards, or is it 35 know. cards or 50? cards? I feel like the whole series
2: yeah. is yeah.
0: All oh, three are numbered to 35, yeah.
2: Were they stickers, too? So no,
0: they were. They, wrong they were on card? I believe they were. Actually, now I'm double-guessing myself. Honestly, I could but. see,
1: like a, like, a player just kind of jokingly just sign, you know, thinking that the card industry is not a big deal or whatever, and then right. it's just like, oh, uh, who, who? no one will know or, or whatever, right? But right. there is a funny mm-hmm. story um, about... Uh, not, I guess not. Not a funny story, but 2011, uh, Austin uh, Meadows has his Bowman Chrome auto, and it, I guess it kind of looks similar. So people are saying that he signed, kind of, uh, he signed both, but I don't, I don't think that's true because
2: I mean you could kind of
1: tell the difference, but it right. is somewhat similar though.
2: Right. So a lot of these autos, they don't, um, they're not in the presence of like a Panini. If they're uh, sticker autos, no. Or like a tops representative, you know right? They go to the player's um, house, and then that player fills it all out, and then they, he mails it back, right? I know that's how... I remember watching Phil Hughes when he had to do autographs, and he right. just got a, a giant yes. box of cards, and he signs it all, and he puts it back in the box, and he sends it out. Right. So right. I, for me, I would imagine uh, Meadows and Rosarinha at the time were on the same team. It probably got mm-hmm. sent to like the Tampa Rays stadium or head office or wherever they are and then the players might not have had time to do it and maybe they just asked a favor for one of the trainers to just sign away and then this trainer just sat there <laughs> right? signing oh, like so brutal a thousand yeah. 3m stickers he's just sitting there signing all of them like I, i'm sure something like that happened or i don't know if they so have this some intern and some tampa bay <laughs> rays exactly it <intern. laughs> yeah. got
0: stuck with that job yeah, i'm looking at the card now it's, it looks like it's not sticker oh, it like it's not okay card. it is on card So that could be a possibility if they got shipped those 35 cards and they're like, hey, hey, man, can you just sign this for both of us? Right. right. Jeez.
2: (laughs) I I I would definitely
1: want to hear the backstory. It's like that Dak Prescott. Yeah, exactly. It's so funny (laughs) how
2: whoever was signing it, like, wouldn't he even ask, like, hey, Randy, can you at least give me your autograph so I can try to (laughs) copy it? He just literally signed it the way he felt like signing it.
1: Yeah. Oh, no brutal. no
0: effort whatsoever to, yeah. to even but then, come you know what, close.
2: You know what's funny? It's kinda of, it's kind of a chase card now.
0: It is. Kind of, yeah. But like to be fair, if if that intern story is true, like if you look at Eros Arena's autograph, it's kind of complicated. It's very it's, complicated. So I don't know. It looks <laughs> Japanese. I don't know I <laughs> very complicated. <laughs> so,
2: no, but um yeah. I think uh Topps said that they would replace it for a similar value and give you a brand new and a box. box a 2000 yeah, dollar box crazy. on top so that that card has actually become a chase card that's pretty sweet yeah cuz
1: that that card would be like probably like 30 40 bucks if if right. it was signed mm-hmm. regularly like, if
2: you if you hit it immediately you get a replacement card and then you're getting a right. brand and new a box in return Yeah, that's a pretty sweet 100% hit. because i think so, the story would die down
1: it, people would forget about sure. it no one would care after right. probably in the next 3 months and then you know, you lose that on that opportunity. You know, so right,
2: right, right. Yeah. Now, what do you? What would you guys do if you had the card? Because most likely, because you're gonna send it back in to get another two thousand dollars buy. It's a pretty sweet offer, right? At yeah, the end I mean, of the day, if everybody does that, I ain't you're the it. one Heck no. But you're the one guy <laughs> hanging on to the one error card. It could be like a one of one in the future, right? What are you like, gonna? No what more, are you gonna, No more. I guess. In I guess it's
1: a cool story. Like I, I mean, mean, this kind back of a cool got was. The Dak Prescott like worked because it was like his rookie gold, you know, sure. and it was like yeah. such a big card. But I honestly think people are gonna forget about like, the story know, this. Behind I this. I don't think it's gonna be like a Billy ripken type card, right? You know,
0: yeah. You know why it's not gonna be like there's not going to be a narrative that lasts that long because it's not like a Mike Trout, Shohei Otani right. dual auto. That's you know what I, mean? I would sure get the not.
1: box and try yeah. ripping for that Shohei <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Trout, you know, dual auto. <laughs> Double down. <laughs> Double down.
0: Oh man. Anyway, that's a pretty wild story. It is a wild story. Um, hopefully we'll be able to find the truth <laughs> of that story someday. No, I
1: don't, I don't want the truth to be revealed. It needs to be like a, like a, a, legend. a l- urban legend kind of,
0: Fair enough. All right, let's move on to hobby headlines. Okay, for this episode, there's been some pretty hot product releases lately, with a couple being long overdue, primarily because of the pandemic slowing down the whole distribution process. So I thought we could go over some of the hobby boxes and sets that were released finally over the past couple weeks. And, yeah, let's just talk about our general thoughts on them. Thumbs up, thumbs down, that kind of thing. All right. So the first one I wanted to touch upon is a set that's been released for the past three decades, I believe. And, you know, if you can actually believe that, it's the Topps Stadium Club baseball set. Mm. The 2021 Hobby Boxes were just released. And, you know, we talk about Stadium Club every now and then, saying it's a pretty underappreciated set. Right. Do you guys still think that's the case or have you changed your mind on the classic stadium club set that we all know and love? No, I think 100%. I think yeah,
1: it's super underrated, but it it is all dependent on class. You know? Hmm. Like uh sure. 2021 was brutal, for instance. Compared to right. 2018, you have Shohei, you know, cards that I think will be super super valuable, right? So I think this year is no different. I think the class is phenomenal. So it's like this year, mm-hmm. I, I'm very excited for Stadium Club because it is underappreciated, but yeah. there's a, there's going to be a lot of chases, right? Especially with, with Julio, um, Torque, and... Um, Bobby, Witt? Bobby Witt. Bobby Witt, yeah, not having rookie cards or pretty much uh, any cards. So I think the chase will be good. And mm-hmm. price point-wise... You can't go wrong with Stadium Club, and right. we all know that. Yeah. So like cheap. the the photography is just so amazing. amazing. On card autos, you know, uh, potential to pull like big. I, I believe Trout Trout autos are uh, in yeah. it as well. So there's a bunch that you like. I think it's totally worth it if, depending on obviously release prices, right? Right. But right. you guys you know Stadium Club is
0: generally cheap. cheap yeah, um, I could look it up, but yeah. Yeah, oh, I, I I just yeah, hope that
1: they more. they they just don't like mark it up super high because that's what Stadium Club's known for is like being a lower end rep, right, or at least a cheaper, more hobby, hobby side, you know, um, favorite, right. So yeah, it's about $190,
0: 200 US. Yeah,
1: keep it there. I hope it. It's you know nicer. what? Do you
0: remember that Stadium Club when I was growing up was more it was considered higher end. It was 93. am I crazy? I, I, I think remember. That, yeah. Right. Yeah. 93. Like the, the photography years, right? Right? was. You
2: know. Yeah. yeah. When, glo- when it first glossy first came out for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: That was a huge. Yeah. Set. No. Yeah. That was the yeah. Then I got out of the hobby and then you know coming back to it, it's like oh it's a lower end set now, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not sure what happened to the evolution of Stadium Club, but it is what it is, I guess. Sure.
1: That original 93 set, it, mm-hmm. I think what made it really famous was that the Jeter. uh the Stadium Club Murphy card. Right. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So it became kind of like iconic, right? So I think, yeah, it 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 lost. It's just a hobby, I think. Favorite more so. So it's like the mm-hmm. investors aren't gonna
2: swarm on it, right? So right. That's yeah. a question I had. I don't know if you guys know, but why is it called the Murphy? Do you guys know? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 assuming. I always wondered why. I was it, like, well, similar to is Tiffany. It, is it kind of like? The, is it like Tiffany? I don't know I would, I would have to do
1: some that. research Maybe. on that. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure Anyways. our our some of our OG collectors would would know that answer.
0: If you know, let yeah. us know, yeah. Do you think it'll ever become a set that are that's for investors? Like, you know, right now obviously it's for PC but
1: 2018. I think I think like if you wait like 20 years 30 years it's the I believe he's speaking with the Angels uh jersey on but he's oh. kind of like on at a the stand a podium like on the hmm. field yeah right no it, yeah, i i don't know if it's on the field but he's he's on like a podium but right yeah he i i think i think those cards are going to be iconic cards too like if you look back you know at you know ev- even lebron cards you know and that's only you know 20 years ago right so you fast forward another 20 years and look back Like, you you see the typical Shohei Otani rookies, which will be in super high demand in, like, 20 years. So those secondary cards, I think, become super, super collectible, right? Mm. So it's, like, that's the perfect blend as a hobbyist. You look super long-term. You you pull, like, a monster, like, Otani or something. It's, like, you just keep it. It's not worth, like, flipping or selling because there's really no immediate value, right? Until, you know, more of a long-term kind of sure. uh play but yeah to answer your question clark i i think there's a, a lot of value
0: because you could enjoy the card long term because mm-hmm. the product's amazing right yeah i just looked mm. up the 2018 Shohei otani stadium club autograph psa 9 sold recently for just under 1300 which
1: is not bad wow. it's
2: yeah, still a
0: healthy yeah. sale i think for sure and it's a nice looking card too great sure. looking card yeah yeah
2: I think Clark, what you okay. asked, that's probably the big question on everybody's mind. I certainly think it's so underappreciated. Like like Stadium Club is awesome. Like the entire set front to back is as if you had S P image imagery, right? Like the you know, the boba shed mm-hmm. with the Skydome Roger Center in the background, like Louis Robert skip roping yeah, S P version, right. Soto Shuffle 2020 photo from twenty twenty. Like Yeah. Like just amazing imagery and like so underappreciated um, but the grip of the golden question is is the hobby ever gonna really appreciate it enough that it becomes like an investment right so I'm a little more skeptical the there I yeah. think stadium club is still certainly more of a PC kind of rip certainly a lot of fun um great for collectors like you know down to the 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 core of collecting but in terms of investment, Maybe, maybe not, but at the very minimum, like Hyung said, it's very much affordable, so even if you wanted to take that chance, it's not going to cost you a lot of money, so you can just grab a whole bunch of cheaper cards, stash it away, and then see if it ever blossoms. Um, I'm not super optimistic that it'll ever change, but I really hope it does, because Stadium Club deserves it. There's no doubt.
0: Yeah, agreed, 100%. All right, the second set is actually the opposite, probably the opposite of stadium club. It's super high end with only eight cards in the box, six autographed and two relics. Of course, I'm talking about the tops definitive collection baseball set. The one we're talking about, about, um, with the dual auto of Arizona and Meadows, Mm -hmm. um, So despite that error, what are your thoughts on this year's top's Definitive? Maybe, maybe we we're just talking about it. Maybe we want it now because we're chasing that card. So we could turn it in for a brand new box plus a card of uh, equal value. But is it worth the roughly $2,000 US price tag if you got the cash? Definitely not. I mean, it is extremely, extremely
1: like high-risk Gambling. Gambling. Low yeah, reward. It's way, <laughs> way <laughs> too high risk. Low yeah, reward. high risk, low reward kind of kind of well, deal. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not ideal, we'll say. Okay. It's yeah. not like what you're looking for, right? So,
0: but you could hit a monster. You could hit monsters, <laughs> but I'm telling you,
1: you look at previous years. I think 2017 was the first year they did, they're, they're around. Prices yeah. have sat sideways on the highest, highest cards of each, mm. each year. 2017, 2018, 2019. And they're beautiful. They're all beautiful, like patch autos. You know, yeah. and you could definitely pull some monsters, but from an investment standpoint, honestly, in twenty seventeen those boxes were five hundred bucks a box. So mm. the fact the fact that they're four four times what they are, and the prices have not even went up in terms of value of those cards over the last four years or five years, right? So I'm saying definitely, absolutely, what John said: <laughs> high risk,
2: low reward right
1: <laughs> if you're into that go for it
2: right yeah i 100 percent agree you know what the problem with tops is they tr- i feel like they just try to mimic flawless and nt and kind of get into that space yeah. and they just brought out too much at once and confused everybody mm-hmm. you don't know you know it's like definitive and museum and triple threads and dynasty and whatever other they just they just try to throw a whole bunch at the wall to see if one of them becomes the next flawless and i don't think any you know obviously i think dynasty is kind of making differentiating itself amongst the this kind of collective group of higher end tops but the remaining like definitive and triple threads and whatever else is left uh tops transcendent which is also a crazy high end it just kind of gets lost in the shuffle it's kind of like a big blur of like blah like just product that nobody's necessarily too excited about so because of that you're just seeing these high price points there's just no demand because there's not much chase at the same time uh and it's not it's not clear enough as a brand that this is the go-to high-end chase so for that reason you know Mm. spending thousands of dollars on a break where people don't really chase it or really define it as the go-to like you know grail card of the latest rookie card like Wander Franco because it's not defined in that sense totally not worth it in my eyes I'd rather take that 2k box purchase price and straight up buy some high end rookie cards right
0: yeah so not even worth it as a break I, if you get into breaks I was going
1: to I was going to st-
0: actually say that I think it is worth it
1: in a break mm. just <laughs> yeah. just you know what lower the risk just one time, kind of one of those <laughs> right. things. Don't don't. Sure. Sure, sure. I think if the <laughs> price <participate laughs> more mean, than if, one. I think if the price was a bit lower,
2: <laughs> I could maybe agree. But two K is pretty crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah. So if, let's just say they do. What 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 do breaks do? One per team, or is it like, whatever it is? Let's just say yeah. it's a couple hundred bucks. Right, right? ten teams or ten, ten people, couple hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. You know what? You could end up hitting a monster card, and it's just like into the casino essentially that mindset so it could be right. worth it like i would do it once if yeah. if i had the opportunity if the, if there was a one right now i would do it 200 bucks okay. one one time and then you see see what you get and then if, right. if you strike out you're done you know
0: it's yeah. mm. good advice just one time don't don't spend two thousand dollars in breaks <laughs> yeah you know like you look at the makeup of the box six autos and two relics you know how we feel about relics so just throw right. those away <laughs> so you're really chasing six autos and hoping the autos uh one of one of them's a, of a stud player but but yeah and it's got to be a patch auto too so mm-hmm. for it to be really be worthwhile. Okay, a lot of basketball collectors have been waiting for this next one. The 2021-22 Panini Prison Basketball set is finally here with rookie cards of Cade Cunningham, our boy Scotty Barnes, Evan Mobley—you know all of last year's draft class. Although we just had this year's NBA draft not too long ago, um, I believe it's going for about fifteen hundred dollars per box. So thoughts on Panini Prism basketball? Crazy, crazy.
1: It's crazy, honestly. Holding the box wouldn't be like a terrible idea, but even mm. then, I, I I believe like it's not worth it. Like, like I would stay away. You're not you're not gonna get. Like like anything close to your ROI, I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, From ripping, ripping at least. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Definitely hold and, you know, hope. You think that. What's that? You think it's like um, the shine has kind of come off a little bit of the Panini Prism basketball brand? Uh, No, I I
1: don't think. I don't think the shine has come off. It's just too expensive. Like, it's too ridiculous, right? So it's no one's written like i mean people are still gonna rip at at this price right but it's just it's just crazy i don't think prism's losing anything though like it's still like Mm. that's what you want you want prism you definitely want prism it's still gonna i think be the highest in demand but with these prices i don't know how much how much people are going to be ripping but you know no no knowing the hobby it's going to be sold out you know pretty (laughs) soon
2: so the
0: fifteen hundred dollars. Bo-
2: the fifteen hundred dollar price—that's for the first off-the-line hobby box, right? Um, I think I'm not sure, but you might think, be right. I think, that I think is crazy hobby if it box. Is. What? Yeah, but I, I heard the crazy. first off-the-line has some comes with a lot of hits, extra you, hits, because right, okay. you get all the pulses. Oh, the stuff, first
1: off—it's the FOTL. So right. I'm telling you, prices. Look at look at history and prices on first off-the-line product. Like nobody wants the first off-the-line shimmers, man.
2: Yeah. Look at the prices. Even the low numbered
1: first off the line, rookie cards. People want true, true True, prisms. I agree. I agree with that.
2: Yeah, I think anything Panini Basketball Prism initial release, um, it's going to be way, way overrated. Uh, In terms of this year's class, I think there is some merit to buying a box and holding it long term. It's a, it's a really good class, but right buying the box right now at this kind of hyped peak heck no (laughs) wait a bit (laughs) wait six months wait eight months like i'm the price will go down and at that point if you want to get into a box to hold it long term i think that's a decent play uh ripping the box there man very slim chance you're gonna get roi i mean i could be wrong i haven't really watched any breaks but I, i will assume very very slim chance you get roi
0: yeah, I, you know, if I'm honest, I thought this rookie class, like Cunningham, Mobley, Barnes, like I thought it was lackluster. But then after the season, like uh, these, are, these guys are oh, pretty good. Oh, for sure. Jalen Green, class. there's like so, Josh Giddey. Jalen Green, yeah. Yeah, Oh, yeah, man. Josh Giddy too. Yeah, there's yeah. good players. Yeah, so decent class. Good class. Definitely come around on that. But uh, so I do agree with the play of holding the box, if anything. Right. You know, right. just holding the wax mm-hmm. and then, you know, let it appreciate over time. But um I think this is one of those things like it'll be a fun break to get into. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like for sure. We talked about gambling with House Definitive. This is this will be probably even a lower price point than definitive and and you can hit a lot of different hits. Honestly,
1: you know what the best thing to do, Clark, is what? Watch YouTube videos and see yeah. how much people strike out and just <laughs> right. just have a thrill and you get to see, you know, people
0: rip and not lose the money. You know what? Whenever I watch those videos and then, yeah, I see a lot of people get skunked or just strike out. You know what I think? I think, like, that's one less awful box in the market. I (laughs) like their optimism. (laughs) Where did this change? It
1: totally flip-flopped, you know? (laughs) Yeah. That's true.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, I agree with you. I was looking at some of the prices of the, um, the top rookies in that class, like Kate Cunningham, Silver Prism. And, of course, none of these are graded yet, but the raw ones are going for, like, 400 bucks wow so yeah you know even if you hit a silver prism of cunningham you're not nearly getting your money's worth you know what i mean Mm -hmm. you need like a an autograph or something like that right but yeah it's uh i know a lot of people have been waiting for it um and and actually there was a there was a comment on one of our podcast reviews wanting us to do a segment on scotty barnes top five cards so i think we would be now we can i think (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think we should be able to do that soon because there weren't any releases when he or she put that comment a few months ago. So so stay tuned. Stay tuned for that. <laughs> All right, last one for this segment. Also long time coming. It's the 2021-22 SP Authentic Hockey set. We finally get to chase that Kirill Kaprizov Future Watch Auto numbered to 999 And I think it's retailing for about $400, $500 a box. John, I'm going to throw it to you first since you're a hockey guy. Are you buying SP Authentic?
2: No, absolutely not. (laughs) 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 I would rather spend that money and just straight up buy Kirill Kaprazov. Because I I think right now it seems like I think Kaprazov and maybe Tim Stutzla on on the Senators probably the two best. In my opinion, uh, I don't think I would even go for Laffey, Lafreniere. No uh um, yeah, really. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, I, I don't know. I haven't seen enough from him to warrant. And I'm sure the prices will still be fairly strong for his future watch. I, I don't think it's there the value. But um, it's tough, man. I, I haven't watched. I think I have watched one YouTube video, and I didn't realize yeah. this. And I, I, I don't know. Like I, I mean, the last time I opened, I've only opened SP Authentic once, and it was way back during the Sidney Crosby rookie year. Um, uh, yeah. When, when was that? 2004 or whatever it was. I could have sworn mm-hmm. it was two Future Watches per box. It, it is. Might have been, yeah. might have been one. Yeah. But this box is maybe one Future Watch auto per box. I have seen people not get a Future maybe Watch one. Auto. Maybe one.
1: There's but a lot of uh, insert geez. autos.
2: There are insert autos. Yeah. But I have oh, seen people okay. not get yeah. Future Watch autos in yeah. their box, which right. is brutal. How could yeah. you? S- yeah. <laughs> yeah. How could you be selling a product after all this time? People have been waiting for it. And you don't guarantee future watch autos. That, that I think that's so brutal. And then, yeah, yeah, you know, the, the class, the class isn't too great too. You've got a checklist of almost a hundred rookies. So if you're getting maybe one per box, look how many boxes you have to rip to maybe hit Kirill <laughs> right. Kaprizov. Like even in a case, you're not likely to hit it. And I mean that, that was a case even back then. I remember like Sidney Crosby looking at the future watch checklist with OV and, and whatnot. Um, and Sidney Crosby's year was was pretty stacked, man. There's like a good class of players, and it was it was impossible to get. I got like two absolute no namers, like seventh round <laughs> picks. Like it was brutal. So it, yeah. it number one, it's tough to hit the guy you want, and then number two, if you're not even gonna get a, like a guaranteed one per box, um, it's not worth the price tag. There's no way you you spend the money of three boxes and go out and get Kirill Kaprizov outright
1: right 100 percent. yeah i yeah. i did open uh an sp authentic golf this week oh okay. did you and yeah and uh it was i've always it wanted was to golf. it was interesting it's, it's the one that i, comes with like I didn't four, know what to th-
2: four cards right
1: uh four cards per pack Oh no I'm no sorry. no thinking the, a, the, I'm thinking is, of
2: I'm thinking of SP game used game used is like a No 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 small this is uh, the
1: SP authentic golf so same same okay. as hockey so they they kind of right. had the the same format as the hockey but uh it was interesting and I right. I know it, it's it's getting a little bit of bad bad press Same with the hockey I guess it's not worth it at the end of the day right 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 mm-hmm. but I think I thought it was a fun rip I I didn't mind can, it but yeah. golfs, can you get to come with a uh, uh, from it uh no.
2: Hmm. Oh okay. No, I, I guess that's yeah, one from Goodwins.
1: But are you are you asking about like the future watch autos?
2: Like, yeah,
0: is that is that a thing for golf or a, a equivalent for
2: that? Yeah,
1: it's uh I believe it's just like the ro- rookie autos. I I, I am okay. I'm, I'm assuming I did pull like uh, a ro- couple rookie autos. I actually got three autos. I got an extra auto, which was cool, nice. and I had a number to a hundred and a numbered uh, another to nine ninety nine, which is the, the I guess the same rookie autos as the the Tiger Woods, mm-hmm. right? So I thought it was a fun rip. It's uh, but uh, How much definitely are the boxes not. Going for uh, I I want to say like four hundred Canadian, maybe a little more. Okay, so similar, maybe a little more. Wow. Yeah, similar. I'd say it's similar, talking. but I, I I would imagine there's golf, better man. ROI. Yeah, there's better ROI on on uh hockey <laughs> so there's like absolutely <laughs> no impossible. roi yeah because you're i mean yeah exactly that's what i'm saying it's yeah. it's definitely not worth it but for like from a hobby perspective where you're, you're not really caring about yeah you just want the experience i i thought it was a pretty cool rip
0: yeah 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 i agree with uh everything you guys said like if you look at the sp authentic Future watch auto cards, like the range is ridiculous, right? Like if you don't get a stud, it's worth two dollars. Like these right. are future watch autos. Yeah. And yeah. you know, and then and then the studs are like, you know, thousands. Like it it's yeah. And that's so, gonna yeah. probably come down too. Yeah. You know exactly. Yeah. No,
2: for sure. And like and,
0: sure. and some of these guys you have to wait a while for them to develop and then to have a career for their prices to go up. You know what I mean? Like right. I'm sure Crosby and Ovechkin, like I I don't know how many times I told you this story, right, about the Ovechkin future auto. Like, I could have got it for 600 bucks, oh, But, you know, <laughs> you know, five, six years later, words are not. Like, you, you had to be patient with that with that <laughs> set and the future yeah. watch autos, too, even of the stud players. So, you know, Kaprasov is 1200 1300 I think I saw, on average, his mm-hmm. future watch autos. And um, it could go either way, right? right? Like, if he has a great career, great five, six seasons, yeah, then, for yeah, sure. it's going to go 100%, up. 100%, yeah. But um, if he struggles, that's gonna it's gonna go down. Like it's it's very volatile in that sense.
1: I mean, right. look at look right. look at a guy like Drysides Future Watch Auto. Like what what does he have to do to, you mm-hmm. know, create like, you know, explosion prices? And you're talking almost the same as Drysides prices, right? Maybe right. not. Sorry, a, a lot cheaper, but like it shouldn't even
0: be close. He's got to you know. change his name to Connor McDavid. <laughs> yeah, he gets <laughs> yeah, overshadowed for sure. Yeah.
2: yeah even just looking at the the names man like imagine spending 400 bucks and you get a future watch and you get chase prisky on the florida panthers <laughs> <laughs> like brutal who's that guy never like, heard I, of him. you know i i do like an hl drafts and, and i have like a like a draft league and i've never heard of that guy joel <laughs> Kivarenta. like what where are these guys anyways
0: yeah, that that checklist is a bit too big. Yeah, it's pretty massive. <laughs> but I guess it's the equivalent of like um, Bowman Chrome, isn't it? Yeah, And your prospect chase. Pretty much. Yeah, that, yeah I, I
1: was,
2: For sure. I
0: was drawing the same comps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but at least if you get a jumble, you get multiple autos. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, if if
2: you if you got two with the chance of three future watch autos, that would be great. I think that's like a fun box to rip. But the fact that they yeah. make it want maybe one with like a <laughs> right. sort of like a veteran autograph or whatever autog- other autograph comes in it, man, that's I don't know. I'm not I'm not a fan of that. I hope yeah, they change that up for points. next year when Cole Caulfield and uh, Zegers' class comes
1: around. Uh, it's gonna probably not help uh, the, the resale market. Yeah, it's gonna be the <laughs> same. People are gonna. I think I think people just line up. They literally line up. That's why prices are so um, yeah. expensive I mean, the, because the they're waiting for starving for, for this. And, but yeah. then, but then the the problem is too is like these guys are waiting to buy the, you know, Future Watch autos off eBay. You know, just right, waiting. Right. So that drives the price because there's like minded. They're like, I'm not gonna rip. I'm just gonna wait in line <laughs> right. on eBay, and then so is a thousand other people. The rest of the world, all yeah, bidding. nobody's yeah. ripping. Yeah, nobody's yeah. ripping exactly. So they're super rare. So people are gonna
0: like just drive that price up, right? So yeah, can't win. Can't win. All right, good segment, guys. I'll just talk. I'm I'm getting the itch again to rip. Let's do I might it. just uh, <laughs> <laughs> I might just have to get that stadium club just for fun. Yeah, I might have to do that All right. too. <laughs> All right, for our next segment, we did this last week, and because we had fun with it, we're bringing it back again. It's called Overrated, Underrated. In the last episode, I gave you guys a list of different types of cards like the in-person rookie auto and the dual sticker auto card. And then I asked if you thought they were overrated or underrated. Okay, so today it's part two with a new list of different types of cards out there. And again, I'll ask you guys if you think it's overrated or underrated. Okay, so first the quad color patch card. I talked about the quad color patch card and i yeah. know there was some confusion Yeah, this is what you're i like, this is what i thought you're talking about this is what you're about. thinking about young right yeah, yeah yeah last week i was thinking about like those four squares of different oh, those like are relics. terrible yeah, yeah yeah and we all faded it but i think this is what you're talking about last week one patch with four different colors you can see four colors on it yeah that's a nice patch so, so that's a nice patch and i can't wait for fanatics
1: underrated? you know steps in and you know yeah do your thing right um I'm gonna say underrated. Mm. Four three color patches are what people want, but four color they—that's uh,
0: <laughs> next level. Yeah. Even if that like fourth color is just a sliver, is a thread. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Four <laughs> colors. I didn't even know teams had fourth colors,
1: but yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. But yeah, I say yeah. I say underrated. I mm-hmm. I, I really like uh, multicolor patch car uh, color uh patches so Mm. biased
2: hmm this is tough i think there's a certain it's kind of a mix of both i think there are certain times where it is underrated but i'm gonna mostly say i'm actually gonna mostly say overrated Mm -hmm. um and why i say that is i think when you get to more than three um, I feel like a lot of people try to sell the fact, like Clark, you said, that you see a little sliver yeah. of, a th- of a fourth color and it's like, look at quad color patch. <laughs> like they're just trying to s- uh, sell the crap yeah. out of that card. But I think yeah. beyond maybe two or three colors, by that point, I want to see that the patch or the section of the patch looks nice. Like it's a really mm-hmm. cool section of the mm-hmm. patch, not just... Four, four lines like to me like a part of the name or, right. or like the to logo. me like three lines versus four lines is really not that big of a deal and then people try to sell it as if it's such a huge deal so for that reason I'm going to say overrated but if I saw some crazy you know like if I'm not sure which product it is but like uh, either Top's Inception or one of the ones where they have like the jumbo patches and I remember seeing one with like Bo Bichette's rookie year and it was nearly it was like 80 to 90% of the entire Blue jay logo, like on the card. Yeah, yeah. Which like that is like, that's sick. So I think if you get a, like a pretty awesome looking eye appeal section of a patch, that it kills, even if it was like three colors, that kills quads. So I think in so, so many cases, people just try to oversell the fact that it's four colors. But if I'm only saying yeah. four different lines, it's really not that much more special <laughs> than like a three line color patch, so
0: yeah I'm, I'm gonna say it's overrated too um for those reasons you mentioned john i joked in a past episode like i think it's overrated but if i have a patch card that has four colors or i could see yeah, four <laughs> colors i'm putting that on the ebay headline you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> i'm getting my money you know so uh <laughs> but as a buyer no that's it just doesn't do it for me yeah. and, and you know i didn't think about it what, what you said uh Young, like there's not a lot of teams that would have four colors yeah in their, yeah, yeah. In logo,
1: I, I'm, so. I'm trying to figure out what a four color <laughs> patch limited, is right.
2: right
0: so yeah do that's you, a good question do you
2: guys ever find when you look at like say a quad color patch and say it's like a Blue Jays Blue Jays and then you'll yeah. see like red white blue green and you're like what the heck like where did green come from <laughs> like where is green on jersey sometimes I'll look at some cards and I'm like where yeah. is the green on like the Tampa range Devil's jersey. <laughs> like, I don't understand where this color comes from.
0: <laughs> That's true. I didn't, I didn't think about that either. <laughs> All right. Uh, so two overrated, one underrated. Okay, next one. Unlicensed sports cards. So think Ooh. Panini Prison Baseball, Panini Select Baseball. They don't have the team logos on their cards, but, you know, you got the player. I'm going to say underrated
1: because okay. I think I think there's going to be future value to them. Uh, regardless like Mike Trout's Mike Trout you know Uh, look at his you know past cards of unlicensed products right they still sell right so I think over time you know it's same same goes with uh, with unlicensed right now it's so cheap it's so Mm -hmm. cheap that it can only go up and I think yeah if if if, it's a great way to invest like uh, um, I guess where you don't have to pay an arm and a leg. So it's a good move in the in the lower levels, I think. So I'm going to say underrated.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah, uh, I think I agree. Uh, it, back in the day, I did try to chase a lot of unlicensed because that's what I could afford for certain players' rookie cards. Um, I will say it's still at this point tough to... They're not as obviously liquid, so you will be taking... But Long, long term, uh, I could certainly see it being underrated. I mean, you know, Panini, Prism, a lot of the graphics for certain years are, are becoming iconic. Like the 2020 year and 2021. And then you have, you know, like uh, Tatis in that Prism, Gold. I think the the cards look really nice. And Panini overall does a really good job with the imagery. They'll usually, usually try to capture... Like, the player yeah. either, like, turned on his back so that it's already an image that probably wouldn't capture any of the logos. Right. So they do a, do a pretty good job. I get kind of annoyed when sometimes they don't match the color properly. Like, you know, mm-hmm. the Jays helmets will be, like, a navy blue color or something like that. That kind of bothers, bothers me a bit. Um, and sometimes the cards kind of look... Um, like, they're Photoshopped a bit too much. Like, not just mm-hmm. the logos were removed. Like, even the players' <laughs> bodies and faces look a bit Photoshopped. Um, yeah. But overall, I think, for sure, like, you know, Goodwin, um, like, the exquisite patch autos, like, those are those are pretty sick. Like, there's Joe yeah. Burrows out there, and there's, like, Darius Garland and stuff like that. And this year, there's, like, Jalen Green. I saw somebody, actually, somebody in Canada coming out of BC. I think he posted on the Canada basketball group. But he hit the Jalen Green out of five, uh, exquisite patch auto, and it had the Jordan logo, man. Oh, sick! sick. Yeah, wow. I seen it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure he listed on eBay. I don't know if it ended up selling, but I, when he saw, when I saw the hit, I was like, "Whoa, that is sick!" But I, I think overall, it's pretty. I would say it's pretty underrated. Okay,
0: I think it's an underrated sweep. Like I'm not a huge fan of unlicensed Let's sports cards. No one is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> It's
1: yeah. like the minor minor leagues. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs>
0: the minor minor leagues. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's so cheap. Like you guys are saying that I I don't know if we could even say it's overrated. You know, like, right. and uh, you you said something, John. Like I saw one card. I can't remember who the player is, but it was a nice looking photo. Like where it's like a full swing, so you see the you see his numbers. Right. and you wouldn't yeah like naturally see his logo on that swing mm. but it was it's just a nice shot and and you know like you wouldn't have known if it was licensed or unlicensed just just based on the photo itself so right. if you could target those cards of the players that you like um you know some of those autograph cards are so cheap that you know it's it's great for the pc and it could be a good investment in the long term like you guys said right but yeah Underrated, although none of us will ever collect <laughs> unlicensed sports cards. <laughs> yes. All right, uh, number three, non-numbered refractors. Ooh, This one's good. So hmm. there's, you know, the usual silver ones these days that are non-numbered, but there's a lot of different refractors that are just not numbered, right? You, we have no idea what the print account is.
1: Overrated. I think, yeah, um, yeah I, I'm not a fan of just... Non-numbered refractors in general. I don't collect any. I would only collect to flip, Mm -hmm. and the eventual goal would be numbered cards. Like that's that's in my opinion the true. Although like you do have like lower print runs that are non-numbered as well. So I I respect that. There's there's some good parallels out there that are non-numbered. But in general, like the pinks, you know the. Yeah, just the I, I do like regular refractors, but the print runs too high, right? So yeah, overrated. Right.
0: Okay.
2: Ooh, uh, I'm gonna go the other way. I think I I would have agreed with Young. Twelve months ago or more than that, but with the market uh, really coming down pretty severely, uh, refractors like just the regular like say tops refract tops chrome refractor those prices mm-hmm. are coming down huge. And I think there is some opportunity because the pop counts aren't necessarily crazy. Right, Like what's a Luis Robert refractor pop count, like 1,500, 2,000? Mm-hmm. You know, relative yeah. to the base, it's still a decent... 70 bucks. It's still they a decent number. Week, yeah, bucks. it goes for ridiculously cheap, wow. right? So I think the the non-number refractors are starting to go into the territory of being underrated I think they were what Hyung said overrated in the past just because of the high pop counts there's a lot of them out there and the prices were pretty high but now that prices are really starting to sink and I think things like Refractor Pink Refractor Top Scrum Prism um, I'm just speaking to baseball right now I'm not talking even the other side on Prism like uh, basketball yeah. but I do feel like they're starting to get into the territory of being underrated because you can get some of those PSA 10s for pretty cheap for certain guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I hear
0: you on that. Just the only thing, I think it's overrated because I think like just a number of refractors, different refractors and parallels that are non-numbered. It just seems to be growing with every set, you know? Like that's how, you know, they're increasing these print runs and they're advertising, oh, you're going to get some kind of color hit. And, you know, like, it just doesn't it's like mean green anything green bubbles. Anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Green, <laughs> green bubbles are something yeah, exactly. ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it is cheap, but I just don't see enough of an upside, you know, that it'll, it'll rebound to a certain point where it's of good value. You know, maybe it'll go up a little bit depending on the player. But um, just because there's a, so many non-numbered refractors. And then on top of that, there are numbered refractors that people want more. Uh, people will chase for more that I think non-number refractors will just stay. I think the market's corrected itself to the right point point. Mm. it'll just stay where it is now. Um, so yeah, overrated for me. All right, the last ca- type of card for this segment is the non-rookie patch autograph card.
1: Non-rookie patch auto. Non-rookie. So I think Topps okay.
0: Dynasty. Right. Flawless. You know, they have a lot oh, of those. Yeah. Flawless, yeah.
1: Underrated for sure. Like for yeah. me, I'm a, like, I'm talking, like, like, I like, I appeal. I like cards that that I personally like, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't mind, you know, non-rookie patch autos at all. I think there's, like, amazing value, actually, right? Some go for so cheap just because, you know, they're not rookie, like, especially the second year, third year, but still
2: beautiful card, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, collect yeah. what you love. Hmm. Yeah, in that space, I think they have huge, huge potential because if that player that you get for a pretty good value, let's say Trey Young third year, I'm sure they go for a pretty relatively cheap, cheap prices. Um, if these players turn out to be uh, into the Hall of Fame trajectory, I mean, look at what Steph Curry... Second, third, fourth, fifth, se- right. sixth, seventh, ninth year, flawless patch autos do right. Look at what Giannis patch autos do right. So when a player gets to that kind of stratosphere where they're either top ten in the league, like cemented top ten in the league, or they're into a Hall of Fame trajectory, uh, that's when those flawless cards or tops dynasties start to really blossom. So you know, a bit of a gamble early on if you you take it on as a couple of players, but it has, I think, it has huge potential for growth. For sure, underrated. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: okay, I don't know if we're watching different breaks, but I feel like they're slightly overrated. Like a lot of the hits that are patch autos of non rookie cards, you know, they just really pump it up. Like <laughs> the breakers will say, "Oh, patch auto," yeah. and then it's like <laughs> the third their third year, you know, and then they'll try to sell it like for several thousand dollars, right, you know, right. and and um, you know if you look at some of those prices from three, four years ago, they're kind of affordable. Like they, they haven't gone up, you know? So I think when they just come out of a set, they look nice, but I think most often they're just overpriced or, you know, you're not going to get a good deal right away. You just, just wait on them uh, a couple years and yeah, then you can collect what you love. Just don't get it right away. <laughs> yeah. In my sure. opinion. Sure. Yeah. So I like patch autos, but yeah. Um, I'm not a huge collector of non-rookie patch autos uh, for that reason. Fair. All right. Another fun round of overrated, underrated. Uh, I'll think of a different kind of topic to do for our next, for the next time we do uh, overrated, underrated segment. But, uh, yeah, let's move on then to our final segment of this episode, our regular weekly segment we call Pick One. And this is the episode where each of us choose two cards or two sets and then we debate which one we would rather invest in or which statement we agree with more. All right. So, Hyung, do you want to start off? Let's do it. Um, I'm going with uh, 2019
1: Bowman Chrome, Julio Rodriguez Auto, a BGS 9.5 True Gem. I think True Gem mm-hmm. Plus. Last sold for 1350 Okay. Mm-hmm. And the high of this card has gone up to 1700 in the past three months. Okay. Versus a 2019 Bowman Chrome Wander Franco BGS 9.5 auto true gem plus last sold for 1020 and the peak of this card was $3,149 Crazy. in the last 3 months so yep. the question is J Rod who's having a phenomenal season rookie of the year trajectory right. all-star 21 year old versus Wander Franco who's injured right now mm-hmm. right and what we talked about earlier on in the podcast, and I think at the beginning of the season, we were worried about this. You know, yeah. w- if he doesn't produce the out ridiculous numbers, right. what's going to happen to his cards, right? Right. And sure enough, right. Um, so, are you buying in? I still believe in Wander as a player. He's For twenty sure. years old. Remember, he's a year younger than Julio, but wow, and and, yeah. and and he has he's still on. I mean, he ha- has two seasons, I guess you know with a decent amount of war right so yeah so
2: what are you guys going (sighs) with? oh man um yeah you know what i think if you asked me this question it would have been pretty easy like a couple you know a handful of months ago and not because of the wander hype but i just knew a lot more about wander than j-rod and i know there's some big time j-rod believers and they are being validated because this kid is crushing it man he's Hitting home runs, he's, he's stealing bases. He looks like I've every bit the real deal. Um, and we talked about somebody kind of being able to hit 30 bombs and sort of being in the mix of like home run races and stuff like that. I think that's going to really give J Rod the higher end uh, upside. On the flip side, Wander is Wander. I think we all know who he is and who he can be. I think he, to me, I feel like he's going to kind of be the next sort of like. Uh, like Tony Gwynn type of player, where he's just, he's just one of these guys that are just impossible to strike out. He will put bat to barrel at every at-bat, and he's just one of these types of players. Um, but he just doesn't hit for power, so maybe he not might not end up being sexy unless he's winning batting titles and whatnot. Um, this is tough, man. I think the J-Rod hype is still high, but at the same time, it's definitely warranted. Um, but I don't think Wander is falling off. I don't I don't think he should fall off. I think he's just every bit as good as any one of the higher end players in the league. And his card seemingly is continuing to dip because he keeps kind of coming back and getting a small injury and coming back and get a small injury. I think there's a great opportunity to kind of snap up on some Wander Francos. So uh while you have the opportunity, I'm gonna say Wander Franco.
0: Wow, okay. Hmm. This classic John movie. I thought he was going to say J-Rod this whole time. <laughs> yeah, big up, J-Rod. Wonder. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I I play fantasy baseball. And good news, I got J-Rod on my Ooh, team, killing oh nice. it. He's he's going to be a rookie fantasy, of the year.
1: Great fantasy pick.
0: Yeah, he's going to be rookie of the year for yeah. sure, in my opinion. The bad news is I also have Wander Franco on my team, (laughs) (laughs) so so I have both. So I've been following both pretty closely (laughs) throughout the year. Yeah, Yeah. and um, uh, I like J Rod Prices to tell you the truth for what he's doing. Thirteen fifty is not bad. It's not bad. You know.
2: Yeah, fair.
0: I like it. I like it. But man, that one thousand dollar—that's pretty price point. That's 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 all time low. That's. Yeah, I'm I'm going for Wander because I love that price range. I play in that price range, wow. just like around thousand. I, I, I
1: thought I I thought I would get uh, Clark with that with J. Rod. No, no, that's, no, no that's with off. with
0: Wander. I
1: thought oh, you with Wander. Okay, it, it's too, yeah. that's why I posted the high. Right. right, right. <laughs> You know, I know that would (laughs) attract you, right?
0: Yeah, no, for sure. That's one main reason. But if you guys remember, like, he had a hot start to the season, Mm. and then the injuries got to him. Yeah. And he's 20 years old, like you said. Like I'm not not giving up on him. Remember, Vladdy had a
1: terrible 20-year-old season.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, and 21-year-old season, right? So Yeah. And I think he could develop, like, I think he could still develop into a little bit more power, to tell you the truth. Yeah. Like, you know, he's... Maybe when he's 22, 23, right? Um, so and you know, like you said, like his batting average should stay pretty high. Um, so yeah, at a thousand bucks, man. I can't, I can't give that up. Wander Franco.
1: Mm, interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go J Rod. <laughs> okay. I just this guy's the real deal, man. Yeah. I'm telling you, J Rod yeah, is the real deal. I love like, J Rod. Honestly, he he brings so much fun. To the game, he's another addition to the Soto, Tatis, Acuna, Vladi, you know. Um, So I'm looking forward. This guy's a 40-40 guy. He's gonna 30-30 in his rookie year as a 21 year old, which is nuts. I mean, obviously he has to finish strong, but you got to remember he he started the season so slow. This guy was batting like in like below 200 for for a long period of the beginning of the season right so it's going to be exciting to to see that type of player so for me it's like like I said I I like Wander that worries me about card prices um what we talked about earlier but I think J-Rod is is the mix of everything you have another Acuna Mm. out there right but and I I'm not going to say maybe better but you know he's gonna have to earn that stripe but Mm. I think the potential is there I'm looking forward to kind of seeing Kind of like that feature. So for me, I'm a J Rod believer, and I still think 1350 is pretty cheap for that type of player, yeah. like you said, Clark.
2: Yeah.
0: Damn, I think I might change my mind <laughs> 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 based on Chung's analysis there. I mean,
2: it seems like both of these guys, like if J Rod's card ends up kind of flirting towards 1,000 and Wander's card is kind of like 900 if it keeps going down, how could you not say they're both buys? Like, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, nine hundred. Yeah. I think I. I don't think Wander is gonna go below a thousand. To be honest, right? It's gonna be a lot. Of I can't there. see it.
0: Yeah, but who? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, if you look at J Rod's picture, he looks like he's forty. <laughs> he looks like he's a veteran. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> but he's just twenty-one. That's crazy. Yeah. All right, good one, Johnny. You're up.
2: Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna give hockey some love. Of course, I got it. I got it. Being one of the hockey guys. We're going to go with notable free agent. Who's the better investment? Johnny Goudreau or Evgeny Malkin? Both of the, these guys possibly. I think Malkin is a given. He probably is going to switch teams. Goudreau, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe not. But of the two, who are you going? I think, uh, sorry, just for some context. Uh, Malkin, FutureWatch, PSA 10. Uh, not many of them out there. I don't think I've seen a couple in on eBay in a while. But they would probably sell for sort of like the seven fifty USD range. And then Goudreau, you're probably looking at four, four fifty for a future watch auto. Mm. Right. For some context. Better investment. Um, I'll go first.
0: Man. Um I think I will go for Malkin's body of work, just what he's accomplished so far. And at 750, yeah, that's my price range. I'm telling you guys, <laughs> anything around there—that's <laughs> a sweet spot, yeah, for me it is. And then, um, you know, like he's already, like I said, has the numbers to get, you know, it's a hall of it's famer, right? Hall of like famer for sure. When yeah, his career is said and done. Um. So yeah, I don't. It doesn't even really matter where he plays next, to tell you the truth. Mm. Um. So. And you know, like I, I've never really been a Johnny Gaudreau guy. I know, like I'll probably disrespect him way too much in terms of like you know what he's accomplished so far. But I, I don't know. He's been he just played for the Calgary Flames his whole career, right? Mm. Um, maybe if he gets on a bigger market team, I might be more, uh, more likely to invest in it. I don't know. It's it's just not that of an exciting player for me. Maybe I'm biased too cuz I grew up with Mal- watching Malkin more than yeah. I more than I did with Goudreau, too. So that's probably a factor, but I, I don't yeah. think
1: you're biased. I I agree. Like for me it's like you're talking about a hall of famer, man. This guy this guy's a beast. Malkin's a beast. Um and he has so much brass compared to you know Goudreau. Like he he has yeah. he, he has to extend his resume and for me it's like you don't even know what the next uh, few years are going to look like when, you know, Malkin's a lock in hall of famer. Right. So for me, I think Malkin's still cheap. Uh, like, I think there's so much mm-hmm. opportunity there, like, especially the type of player he is. So for me, it's Malkin as well.
2: Right. Uh, so I'm just reading that uh, he is going to, Gujo is going to take off. He turned down a, he turned down an eight year, 80 million from Calgary. Wow. wow yes he's
0: worth that much (laughs) but he he turned it (laughs) down so he scored 115 points this season and season that's true i mean i can't
2: blame him this is this is the fear that we have with uh with austin matthews is these american boys man i don't know if they you know deep down um when it comes time to sign their second contract i think these guys are going to want to go to like big boy american teams so, I, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't even know if it's about the money. I could see him accepting 8-year eight 80 or maybe a little bit less somewhere else. He, just, he probably just didn't want to be in Calgary, to be honest. No offense to Calgary fans. But I could see that happening with Toronto um, not too not too long, which I'm kind of scared of. But anyways, back to the 1v1. Um, I have mentioned Goudreau as a great buy-low, and I still believe in that. Um, I think both are great, but I'm going to be with you guys. Uh, I think if you're going to be spending money in the five, four, five, six, seven, eight hundred range, uh, in this, you know, climate of what's happening in the sports car market, market, I think it's a lot safer to go with, especially if if this is a short-term flip kind of thing. I think both are going to work out. They're going to both go on, probably some pretty big teams, uh, and and see a spike in action. So I think Malkin um, is a lot more tantalizing to me. He's he came back briefly last year produced point per game he is still as elite as he's been even at his age uh don't sleep on that and you know if he goes to somewhere like washington playing with ovi i think that'd be pretty crazy so i think malkin future hall of famer one of the best in the game right now uh well not right now but that we've seen in the last like 10 15 years right um for like yeah, 700 sure. if you could if you could somehow find us a, a a deal or like an EB auction comes up and you can snipe it for like $7,750. seven, $7. i am not sure if that's possible at this point with him going in free agency, but uh, I think that's a steal. We're going Malkin.
0: Yeah, sounds yeah. like a steal for sure. All right, Malkin sweep. Okay, let's end off this uh, segment with my 1v1. So with the 2021-22 Penny Prison Basketball set out, I was looking at some of the rookie prices. Would you take Kate Cunningham... Number 1 draft pick for $300 to $400 it ranges right now for a silver prism rookie card or would you take our hometown fave Scotty Barnes rookie of the year his silver rookie card silver prism rookie card goes about $100 less. so it ranges from $200 to $300 both raw
1: Yeah this one's can tough you, can because you pick none? <laughs> <laughs> No I, I I I I like Cade Cunningham Actually, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say Cade Cunningham. I think I think he's he's gonna you know bring Detroit up. I think uh, I think Bagley's gonna have a year too. Ooh. So I think <laughs> hot take hot take. <laughs> I, I, you know what? That was gonna be my one v or or hot take uh, if if we had one. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, Cade Cunningham. I I don't know. I just a lot of people are on Scotty Barnes. Yeah. But like for me, he worries me a bit, to be honest. Mm. And I I do like the Toronto market. For that's the only reason. Because even my brother wants a Scotty Barnes. Like he's he's like buy the Scotty. I'm like I'm not buying Scotty Barnes right now. It's <laughs> too like, crazy. It's the worst time to the
0: worst
2: time to buy <laughs> Scotty Barnes right
1: now. So yeah,
2: that's why I said none because it's like too high, too high prices to buy these at raw prices. But anyways, um, straight one v one. Kate Cunningham, Scotty Barnes. We all love Scotty Barnes. Um I'm going to pick Cade Cunningham too. I think Raptors fans <laughs> probably be pissed at me for mm. saying that, but I love Scott Traitors. I love Scotty Barnes because he's <laughs> just like that perfect piece type of player and piece you need for a championship team. I think he is everybody every coach's dream. Any championship team would want Scotty Barnes and so do the Raptors and so do Raptor fans love him for that reason. But when we're talking hobby, we're talking high-end upside that is going to get noticed across the league. I think Kate Cunningham has the chance to be uh, in the upper tier of elite players, whereas Scotty, I think is going to be sort of like, like the elite version of Draymond Green sort of thing. Um, Oh boy. (laughs) No, in a good way. I mean that in a good way. You know, yeah, you guys yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying, though, right? Like <laughs> yeah. That kind of. How <laughs> <I> dare you. <laughs> okay, I think Cade, you know, he, he started off slow. So I think a lot of people kind of off him, especially if you played fantasy. You're like, oh, man, I don't know if picking Cade number one was a good idea because he's sucking right now. But second half, he started to really mm. show what he's made of, like dropping buckets, assists, rebounds, steals, blocks. Really pr- producing across the board, he has that kind of game, uh, where he can be elite all around. So I think Kate Cunningham has a higher upside. So I'm going Kate Cunningham. All
0: right, damn! I thought I could get you a with uh, the Raptors pick, and then you know him. Do I have to remind you guys? He won Rookie of the Year. You know yeah. he's yeah. he's legit. He is. But uh, and and Cunningham starting slow, and you know the Detroit Pistons weren't that great, right? Yeah. <laughs> so. No, that, yeah, and the Raptors made it to the playoffs. So, and Barnes was an integral part of that. But um, that all being said, it's going to be a Kate Cunningham sweep because you know, looking into the future, uh, you look at the Raptors. Like, I love you know, I love how the Raptors play. They play like a team. You know, no one really takes the spotlight right now. You know, until KD comes, right? But uh, um, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but right now, you know, they distribute the ball well. And, you know, that's perfect for a guy like Scotty Barnes, you know, like he gets his minutes and um, he's utilizing it really well. But, um, you know, in this in this kind of NBA where the superstars shine, Cade Cunningham definitely still has that potential right. to even take that next step up as the guy. You know, they just drafted Jaden Ivey, so it's going to be a hot young duo in the, you know, Detroit's going to be a fun, t- they should be a fun team right. to watch. And those two young guys are going to be a big part of, the, part of that spotlight. So, you know bigger part of the spotlight better for the hobby, uh, for for um, Kate Cunningham collectors. So, I think the potential for Cunningham cards is, um, even if it's even just a hundred bucks more than Scotty Barnes, um, it's it's uh, there's more potential in uh, in his upside. Right. So, so yeah, Cunningham sweep. Sorry, Will, we all agreed once again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, that's it for this episode. Uh, As usual, we thank all of our listeners and followers and subscribers to our podcast. We come out every Tuesday and every other Friday. Um, Yeah, if you haven't given us five stars and you enjoyed this episode, we would appreciate that a lot. And uh, yeah, we'll see you soon for our next new episode next week. Thanks. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to Cards to the Moon. We'd really appreciate you subscribing to our podcast Wherever you listen to your podcasts, and you can also connect with each of us on Instagram at Five Card Guys, or you can follow Hyung at Integrity Sports Cards, or John at Trade You at Recess. You can also check us out at FiveCardGuys.com. Thanks again, and hope to connect soon.